Welcome, Welcome to, to Power, Power of X-Men, 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 the greatest, the greatest comic, comic book podcast, podcast in all of the multiverse. multiverse. During the whole making of X-Men and the casting of X-Men, I was there in the production office. Remember, you don't need to scream for help when Banshees are around. Was it supposed to be Jean or was it supposed to be Madeline? I drew that image and a deliberate hint. What makes Marvel Legends so special? Just the partnership with Marvel, you know, continuing to work with Jesse Falcon. This is your special guest host, Mr. Sinister. (laughs) (laughs) You would never put Storm in a ponytail. That would be weird. That would be weird. (laughs) But giving it to Jean kind of made her the girl next door that everybody could talk to. When I met Stan, he was very gracious and, and, and very kind. This is the Power of X-Men podcast. I am your host, Dayspring. Hope you survive the experience. Guys, we're here to talk about the trial of Magneto. And in order to do so, we brought back our favorite Loki variant, Sylvie. Oh, I'm sorry. Petra. <laughs> Hello. And of course, any discussion about a redhead going dark or dying we have to have a Scotty son. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad to be back. So we have Trial of Magneto, issue one. I thought this was going to be a weekly series. I was ready to cover this weekly, but apparently it's not. It's monthly. Um, Torture is what it is. Yeah, it's ludicrous. I think the next issue isn't out till next month. How many issues is it? Is it, I think it's four or five. Four, yeah. I saw okay. the covers for like the next couple of months and I was like, don't, don't at me with September. Like, what am I supposed to do? Wait, because I thought it was weekly as well because wasn't, in, doesn't Inferno start in September? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yatu Savis. Interesting. So, guys, what did you... It, it, what did you guys feel? And let's start with you, Sylvie. Oh, I'm sorry, Petra. <laughs> never I'm not going to stop with this joke. <laughs> oh, I need to fortify. Oh, drink. Yes, guys yep. at home, we Cheers. are drinking. Cheers. We are talking Cheers. about the pretender's death. Mm. And it was rough. It was rough. Yes. Yes. Just a bit. So I'm going to save my, like, act by act analysis for a little bit later but I did not expect to feel how I ended up feeling about this because there were a couple of things that I might mention because I don't want to start this episode with like the heart hitters but it hit me in places that I didn't expect because it opened up for me uh, doors to a plot that goes beyond what you know oh the scarlet witch is dead Ooh, you know like we all knew that was happening we all knew that was what we started with and um the last episode i was on uh we kind of talked about wanting it to be some like agatha christie type mystery or it's a bit of a whodunit but it's all these like oh yeah they totally did it oh no they totally did it like obviously um and uh if you can't tell by my shirt I don't want it to be Magneto because it's so obvious. Like they're really like from the first moment that they find her in the shrubs, it's like, where's Magneto? Like instantly. And and it is just this 
on the nose thing that I hope is a red herring or there better be a damn good reason for it. But I am beyond intrigued and it just, this might be the like inciting incident that just obliterates the Krakoan experiment. And that was not something I was entirely prepared for. And Mm -hmm. that was something that was, really profound for me and like we're gonna get to talking about it but I was not prepared for how layered my response to it would be and for how like subtle some of the stuff was woven into beyond some of the like obvious stuff and the big like brawl in act two but yeah it was I thought it was amazing and it was a fantastic start and I'm gonna die before September (laughs) anticipation if if you do happen to uh, die, I mean, you got the the five to uh, resurrect you right there. So part of the effort, which I highly doubt that they will uh, deny you. So it would be fools to do that. No, I, I completely agree. I, I think that it definitely started off very strong. Started off with a bang. It just went right into it. I a couple things uh, with it, and I, I'm afraid I don't want to get like too too far ahead of myself here. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't, it was funny how automatically Magneto just came right, you know, to mind that I, oh, he, he did it, he did it, and they went right, right to him, um, full on about, uh, in regards to it. And with that really kind of maybe thinking about any other possible uh, suspects, you know, you've got Fabian Cortez, and you've got Mystique, you, you know, anybody that would want to possibly frame him you know, with this. Um, but I just found it interesting, especially, uh, well, I guess I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here. When it came down to the vote about uh, are they going to resurrect her or not, I found it kind of funny how Magneto, you know, was getting, how upset he was getting because they ended up voting no uh, for for it. And yet, kind of go back to Havoc's issue with wanting to bring Madeline back and they voted no and I'm sure he was probably among the ones that said no but now it's different for him because now it's personal and so I kind of thought that was kind of funny uh, a little bit but yeah I yeah we'll, we'll get more into it uh, as we kind of go along so but yeah it was it was a good good start I'm intrigued well- Here's the thing. I, I'm going to agree with you, Petra. I wanted an Agatha Christie style, you know, story here. Like who done it? Like everyone is a suspect. Everyone has motives. And instead we got something that was a little on the nose. Like they're automatically assumed that Magneto was the one who did it. And even like in the council scene where they're talking about like, let's resurrect her. Mystique's like, oh, you want her resurrected? Feeling guilty? I'm like, Yeah, because he has a paternal relationship with Mm -hmm. her. So regardless if he did it or not, he's going to want to resurrect her. And I don't think him advocating for her to be resurrected in any way, shape or form makes him feel guilty. And so that's what I don't understand why everyone just gravitate. Magneto did it. And he's here like, no, I, I didn't. And why no one's like, okay, sure. Because no one's answering the why. Why would Magneto want to kill Wanda? Right. Why would where? anyone really in this scenario? Like, what was the mm. point? Like, why now? Why there? Like, yeah. why in the bushes in the middle of the night? 
they come on if magneto wants to kill somebody he's not gonna drag him off into the hedgerow and then like act all angry and like self-righteous about it he'll he's a guy who kills people to make an example yeah like i think he's gonna be like he, she would have died in the dead center of the Hellfire Gala with a spear through her and been like, bitch, this is what happens when you pretend to be my daughter and you decimate all the remaining mutants on the planet after Cassandra Nova killed Genosha. We make an example of you. Boom. That's what he would do. I don't think he would secretly murder her in the bushes, strangling her. I think that's what they said. She yeah. was being strangled. So After reconciling. Yeah. After that beautiful moment. And then email from Strange Academy, that email he sent her. <laughs> So I don't know. I, I, I agree. I think it would be more over. I'm sorry, Scotty. So what... No, I was going to say, or was it really Magneto that she met up with and sent her that email? Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, the way Mystique was kind of coming at him, you know, with, oh, are you just trying to clean up after yourself? You know, what if it was her that actually pretended to be Magneto and lured Wanda there to, you know, with some other... Uh, uh, individual helping her out. You never know. You don't know. But Scotty, yeah. that is a fair question to ask. And this is my biggest grievance with the council. The council is stupid. Like, because we've seen it before <laughs> yeah. with Sinister, where Sinister, I think now we're this far removed from Ten of Swords, where he killed all the Hellions and he starts crying theatrically in front of them, being like, oh, someone killed my Hellions. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, exactly. Sinister's trying to pull a fast one on us. And you know, but they don't do anything about it. And I'm like, no, I think he really did pull a fast one on you. Like this council is not asking the obvious questions. Like, hey, Mystique, you can shape shift. And she died of strangulation or something like that. I know the autopsy hadn't been done yet. Maybe you were the one who did it or something. And something basic like that. Why do we as readers have questions that the council hasn't tackled? And it's here's the thing. That- council. It's not anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But here's well, now thing, that Jean is gone, it is a student council. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. You know, look, it's 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 falling apart now that she's gone. Yeah, but she's she's better off, you know, leading uh, leading her X Men. Uh, but I mean, to think about with Mystique, she would have a reason, though, to mm-hmm. to want to get at him because him and Charles are the ones that are denying her Destiny's resurrection. So of course, mm-hmm. of course, she would have a motive to want to frame him to get at him in some way. And what better way to do it than to kill you know one of the people that he cares for the most, Wanda. Yeah. And I do love that he does care for her because after Axis, we haven't really seen much of their relationship. They're like, oh, you're no longer Magneto's you know, daughter. That's it. It's done. But we see now what is so important that even by adoption or just like some court, so, some sort of surrogacy, he is her dad for lack of anything. And, and this does impact him. So I loved that they tackled that. But I want to ask you guys, how did you feel about Emma's reaction to it? Because for me, it called back House of M where she's here like, well, what's there left to say? Put her down, you know? Mm-hmm. And here mm-hmm. Emma's like, well, a world without Wanda is just fine by me. And I'm like, mm, really, Emma? But yeah, it kind of tracks with what she said. Yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, I, I think we all knew that she was going to really not give a shit about what was going to happen to Wanda. Yeah, like you said, I mean, her her initial reaction bef- just prior to House of M was, yeah, they need to put her down because yeah. she's going to cause a lot, of, a lot of damage, a lot of destruction. And of course, you know, we all know what happened with that. So, yeah, it's not I was not surprised that she was not going to be in favor of um, bringing back Wanda Maximoff. But she also wasn't, if I remember right, on the Magneto did it train. I don't yeah. think, I, all I saw from her was when Kate voted, yes, yeah, she was like, oh, 
Poor, really? Oh, not poor girl. Like, yeah. because Kate had a really great reasoning. And there's something that I noticed about that that I'm going to come back to later. But um, Emma was just like not making just a fuss about that. It was personal for her. She's like, I don't want to live in a world where Wanda Maximoff exists. And there goes my vote. But she wasn't like, well, Magneto, what are you? Like, you know, like Mystique <laughs> did. She wasn't trying to antagonize him over it. She just had her opinion that she's had since, you know, mm-hmm. time's gone it. by. And she was just, that's how I feel. That's how I still feel. Guess what? I think Emma has every right to feel that way because she did survive the extinction storyline that Wanda caused. So Emma is like, bitch, I had to bring the mutants back. Me and Cyclops had to bring the mutants back from extinction because Wanda decimated us. So I I can see Emma just being like, I'm fine, really. But I'm sorry, Scotty, what were you saying? No, no, I mean, you, you pretty much took the words right in my mouth. I mean, it was just, yeah, she just kind of washed her hands a bit. I mean, like you said, you know, with the decimation of mutants and all the work that both uh, she and Scott did to pretty much bring the mutants back in their own, in their own resurgence, so to speak. Now that they're flourishing once again and hearing of Wanda's death, it's just like, okay, you know, she's gone. I don't want to bring her back. Anyway, thank you next. But you know, who did vote for her resurrection just to uh, briefly bring it up was Nightcrawler. And that would make sense because him and Wanda have a daughter nocturne in, in common. So I like that. I have to say, and it's probably going to be an unpopular, uh, unpopular opinion here, but I was a little surprised that Storm was not in favor. of. I was just going to say that. I, was, I just pulled up the I panel was a little right dis- there. I was a little disappointed in that. I, I figured Storm would uh, give her the benefit of the doubt. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't in the limited series Avengers Children's Crusade, wasn't it revealed that it really it wasn't all Wanda behind yeah, Dr. Doom. And it was yeah, Wanda yeah, yeah. Wanda. Right. So I, I would have figured at least Storm would have been more empathetic and been in favor of bringing her back. And and so when she raised her hand for it to, for against it, I was like, okay. Wow. Well, I, I was hoping there would be a little bit more of a looking at what Wanda did and taking into account Children's Crusade, taking into account right. her time on Uncanny Avengers, and taking into account everything that happened with Empire. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, so they probably don't know that she resurrected all those zombie plant people. Fine, sure. But she did make an honest attempt during Children's Crusade. She did. For it, you know, to redeem what happened. I mean, she gave Richter his powers back. So I wish there had been a little bit more testimony. But I think, and by the way, to frame it for folks at home who probably haven't read the issue and just want spoilers, Wanda and Pietro do have resurrection protocols backed up from yep. when they were believed to be mutant. <clears throat> so the reason why this is up for debate, if she should be resurrected, is because they're one of the few instances where the resurrection protocols do exist for them. Very old backups, but they do exist. Yes. But how old? Mm-hmm. Up to access. Up to right. access. Which it's I, like I a guess... week. It's like a week in comic book timeline. <laughs> exactly. It's probably like maybe a year or a year ago. <laughs> so I guess my question though is say, okay, you, when Charles, you know, said that they do have backups mm. because Cerebro was deceived that they were thought to be mutants back then. Would he still back them up with their memories of now, you know, so would they still have present day 
if that makes any sense. <laughs> I doubt it because he, that that's what they made. I think a point of saying like it's yeah. old, 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 old data. Right. So I'm thinking if the instance should occur in that way, that it's going to be something where they can dial it back a couple of versions and mm-hmm. then have something entirely different to deal with. So I was going to say, yeah, it, it would probably stop right. Um, right, right private access when it was revealed that she wasn't, wasn't a mutant, which I'm sorry, that storyline is just so silly to me. Uh, I guess they're they're trying to undo that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I guess like, well, I don't know. I mean, my thing is, are they going to undo that? I, we, we can start moving along in the story and like where it ended. I, I don't see any evidence right now to support that they're going to undo that, but I'm going to be like what Petra said, which is we're not getting this traditional like Agatha Christie murder mystery where who done it or some seeds are being plot in advance here. I'm not, I like Leah Williams. I think Leah Williams, I think the pacing for this issue is really great, but I don't think this is a mystery. It reads like a genre mystery. So it's hard for me to kind of like predict where things are going to go. And are they going to do the, the, the retcon shrug? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know, but um, what did everyone think about Magneto walking out on Krakoa and everyone having like a big party that the pretenders did? I, I did not like that. Oh, that was the worst thing. I, I didn't like that. I, I thought that was so morbid, so macabre. Oh. It was just so, I felt, look, look, lover or hater, I, I didn't think Wanda deserved that. That was just horrible. I mean, just and and to do it right as he's walking. I mean, he, he's just experiencing the loss of you know his daughter here, and he's now walking about, watching all these mutants celebrating her death, calling her the pretender. I mean, it's just like oh, so poor, poor taste for that to, to happen. Yeah, I gotta say that is something that I've been, and and this might be my clown makeup, but um, I've always found Magneto to be a very fascinating character because I'm German, I grew up in Germany. And the fact that Stan Lee, uh, a Jewish man, wrote a Jewish character who is a survivor of the Holocaust and not a heroic character mm-hmm. based on that whole thing. And that even in the council scene where he's like, I rose, my, I rose up from my subjugation and he is, his grief and his pride are just equal forces of his existence. And that is something, and again, this might be complete clown makeup, but when it came to the vote, the the only person who made like a statement as to why Wanda should be resurrected was the only other Jewish character on the council, which was Kate Pride. Yep. And so I think why the difference between the Madeline situation and this one is that here, we're starting to see a schism. Here we're seeing something that is a the beginnings of an us versus them mm-hmm. that Eric Linsa has seen before, where your own government turns your back, turns their back on your existence mm-hmm. and on what happens to you. And that's why he says, like, I made a choice, you're making a choice. Time will tell what it'll bring. And I'm gonna get into Charles a little bit later, but I have a bone to pick with that guy. But oh, we all do. Then this, he's seen this, and you know they always say in those like 
procedurals or those, you know, confession, uh, true crime things. I was like, this is not how you grieve. And this is not authentic. Grief. Oh, that is grief. That is anger. Like, oh. this is not a guy who's putting on a show because he just like lured his fake daughter into the hedges under false pretenses to just murder her in the dead of night. That's a guy who's seeing something start that won't end well. Yeah. And that's why he's saying like, that's you are willfully endangering the Krakoan experiments. And then as he closes on that, walks out into a rave basically mm-hmm. where they're just having the best time all of a sudden this gave me something and again this is me reading way too much into it but there's two things that that reminded me of one read is, way too much into it you are you have found uh, your tribe with us don't worry yes so <laughs> one is a it's a, it's a pagan type holiday it's called Walpurgisnacht, Walpurgis night which is like the witch's sabbath which is basically where like the witches get together and like have the, the power amplifying commune with the dark Lord or something like that. It's, it's just a fun, like now it's more of a fun thing, but yeah, that, that was something where it's like ding dong, the witch is dead kind of. Right. Oh, that's exactly what it was. And the other one was, and yeah, this is a, this is a rough one, but this, this is something where it, to an older gentleman of Jewish descent that has survived the Holocaust, that is Crystal Night. That is where it's that base joy of one segment of the population thinking, thank God it's not me that died. It's a person that I'm made to believe is a threat to me because of who they are. And they're gone and I'm safe and I'm going to celebrate that, which there's nothing wrong with that. But the fact that that is being treated so cavalier by the council, like we're done. Um, And that sentiment is running so rampant and nobody's stepping up and saying, hey, guys, a murder occurred here at like the most popular, like unifying event that we've ever had in this nation of ours that is to symbolize our our unity our togetherness and our cohesion that they're allowing this to happen the day of yeah is for an avenger for an avenger exactly but here's the thing are we supposed to take because wanda in the past has been described as someone who committed an atrocious act of genocide are we supposed to take her more thinking of the Germany 40s, World War II ideology here? Are we supposed to take Wanda as sort of a Hitler-ish figure to the Krakoans who decimated so many of their own and caused so much pain? And She's this is why Hitler. that celebration. She's the bomb. Yeah. Oh, you're right. She is the, she is the threat of the atom bomb. That's what's hanging over there. That's what I'm saying, that all these, like, minor mutants like you don't see gene gray like dancing in the bonfire having a good time you see all these like oh, we're gonna get to gene in this in this I issue know, yes i know but like magma's boyfriend is in the bonfire magma's boyfriend <laughs> who died <laughs> oh. that no one remembers the love of her life right 
No, it, it's it's all these like little guys, shall I say, <laughs> that are having just a good time experiencing the joy of being alive because like the threat that's been hanging over their heads uh-huh. that they can't fathom is now mysteriously gone. But again, it's not been made an example of. It's something that happened in the dead of night in secret and it's not been yeah. done to set an example. It's not been done that way. It's not like, you know, somebody, some like serial killer goes to prison and gets shanked. Like yeah. that's what happened basically. It's not like somebody's being put on trial, convicted, justice is done, they're getting sentenced to death. So that response is so callous to me right i agree and that's a really great point because it hasn't been i I don't know if it's made public obviously people in krokoa know but is it just word of mouth because there was no example made of it i don't know if there was official statement but what did you guys think of the opening with the uh sort of autopsy tracing her final steps and and how that kind (laughs) of came i took i took notes and the only thing i could come up with was csi krokoa Yes, I thought right. that too. Yes, yes. I, I had was that too. Say like, I was going to say on. like NCIS. <laughs> okay, so ha- hang on. Here, here's why. Hold up. Here's why. Like, we've detected the strange inorganic signature. It's metallic. <laughs> <laughs> or she would have never turned her back on someone she didn't trust. That suggests a close relationship, almost paternal. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's lazy writing or they're just serving these on purpose, but it's just these like, come on, really? Like, I'll, I'll say this: like, I was just happy to see Rachel get some page time, you know, yes. u- utilizing her chrono skimming abilities, uh, kind of retracing the steps, and then Dakin, you know, right there uh, helping her along. Um, I thought, yeah, I, I was like, okay, you know, all right, next page. <laughs> I was, I love seeing. Rachel using their powers. I love them all coming together and using their powers in a very logical way. You know, you have the Wolverines there, everything. What I didn't care for was all the strife. Like, oh, why are the X-Men here? Or why is X-Force here? And like, why are people watching the autopsy? And I'm like, well, I mean, this is an A-list and Avenger who just died. This is why it's all hands on deck. And I was just hoping that there would have been some sort of, I don't know, bigger thought behind how these characters acted you know what i mean like that that's the only thing that kind of threw me for a loop like it almost felt like some of the juvenile characters who shouldn't be <laughs> saying things like this are mm-hmm. are dictating the mood when it's like bitch like wolverine should be like listen this is an x-man problem here we have rachel doing chromo skinning we're gonna have the x-men proper right there watching the autopsy they have been scanned they have been verified no one is meddling with evidence right now you know what I mean? Like, that's just what I wish we would have seen from from that situation. I mean, yeah, you're on an you're on Krakoa, you're on an island full of moons, and you know when someone like Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, is found dead, you don't think any of the main A-list X-Men are going to be there wondering what happened and, and want to observe and see what's going on and, you know, find clues and what type of evidence there is to suggest what what possibly happened or who may have done it? Well, at the very least, this is a diplomacy issue. 
because it's dealing with the Avengers and the Avengers yeah. are A-list heroes right now. That's just the world we live in right now. So, and I yeah, have a that, feeling you're going to get into some certain <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> oh, you know, I want to get into it. But one thing I do want to point out though, from the, from the autopsy and like, you know, like investigating the crime scene, I'm so glad North star was front and center. And there's a scene mm-hmm. later on that I loved. And I just love seeing North star there. I think we see North star as a very capable, logical leader. Again, I just wish North Star and Wolverine would have been dictating the mood, being like, listen, this is procedure. We have to have the X-Men here. We're moving along here. But um, what did you guys think of Polaris in this issue? He made Magneto's point for him. He called her like unhinged and unstable. And she just blows up and lashes out. And I'm like, and here's why. I, I, I kind of thought it was a little an out of character moment for her that she automatically went right on the offense against him, you know, too. And instead of trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, uh, at least have someone be on his side. And now she, yeah, right there with you, Petra, she was right there. Yeah. Like you said, proving his point about how he said, like, if you were to ask me now what I thought about you, uh, your personality, yes, you are unhinged and, this is, and you're doing exactly what I I'm saying. So yeah, it was, it was odd and kind of, I don't, I don't want to say disappointing, but it was just a little, I, I felt like it was a little out of character of her to just go right in there and not be you know, kind of play the devil's advocate as she did uh, post uh, Jean's death uh, in planet X. Um, mm. when when it was, when she was with uh, Wanda and Pietro then. Well, here's the thing. Magneto was dead. Here's the thing. This is what I don't understand. When she's here, like you try to break me even, you know, Magnus, I'm like, when literally your relationship was non-existent, like you were confirmed to be Magneto's daughter and then nothing happened with that plot point for a while. So I, I guess stuff has happened, but also like, and this has been my criticism of X factor. I know it's not a popular opinion, but Lorna has been written pretty inconsistently from X Factor, from Jonathan Hickman's Not Hawks Box. So I, I just need, I need her to choose a side. So Magneto reading her, I wonder if that was Leah kind of coming through being like, you know, you're inconsistent. And that's because of what fans have said. But I, I'm shocked that Lorna went there with him so quickly and didn't try to at least, because presumably since Krakoa, they've tried to build this relationship. Has it been that unstable that, that we, we can't see her come to his defense or is it really just inconsistency with the history or the writing? I don't know. Or, mm-hmm. you know, but Lorna for me, I, I wanted a little bit more from her. And, and when Magneto hurt her and we see that she, the shot of her crying, holding her arm and Jean holding her, I was like, Oh, like Lorna is just much more of a tough character you know Mm -hmm. i'm thinking she survived the genocide in genosha she comes to x-men meetings with a starbucks cup i'm shocked that she so quickly after getting injured was crying and i get it it's her dad but i wanted a little bit more from her i i I definitely think this should have been a little bit more of lorna's story as well if that makes any sense i I feel like she should have gone in there at least tried to talk to him first you know try to at least get Mm -hmm. him to come down and try to get his, you know, side of his point. I get a narrative point of view that probably would have been, you know, considered boring to other people, but, you know, on, on a realistic side, if you will, I mean, at least hear him out. And she would, she should have been the one to approach him as such and not just go right on the offense and, 
like Petra said, have her prove his point. So daddy issues, man. Yeah. <laughs> hardcore. No rhyme or reason to. <laughs> what did you guys think of that showdown? Oh, wow. I, I mean, I thought it was just, I thought it was too much too fast. They, they shouldn't have gone at him like that uh, without trying to speak to him. And again, I'll just go right back to what I just said about Lorna, at least have a conversation, try to gauge his, um, you know, his thoughts, his, um, try his side, his side of it before just going to write engaging for uh, engaging him in by the battle and causing all this unnecessary roughness, if you will. I mean, it says on my shirt, Maggie does right. And I found so many things in there that really made his point for him. Like when he is in the council where he criticizes their experts I'm like, yeah, okay, let's think about this. All your experts are self-taught. There's no beast. <laughs> there is no verifiable like comparative analysis of any evidence found. I don't want somebody named Eyeboy doing my autopsy. Is the doctor right? Eyeboy at least? Like, come <laughs> on, guys. So, and then they're all, as you can see, they're extremely biased to begin with. So this entire investigation is just confirmation bias as it as it happens. It's just like make your facts fit your theory. And I think that's where Lorna got sucked into the beginning. Like on page two, she was like, oh no, it's metal. That can only exactly. mean one thing. Right. Okay. So she was so, so quick to jump on that. And, and we're also, all like, Lorna was you, bitch. We know right? it was you, bitch. <laughs> However, you know, and then also the median age is about 22. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. there's, there's so much going on there. And then, you know, what you mentioned earlier, all the diplomacy issues, like this is a, this is a pretty uh, big deal. This is an, this is a VIP that got murdered here. Let's uh, uh, really what's happening here. And then like the body just kind of disappears into the. I, I agree. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, you bring up a valid point about the median age here being 22, like, and all these young kids being like, ah, ah, why are these people? Like, no, <laughs> this is a big deal. An Avenger just died. Mm-hmm. Right. And even Wolverine is like, well, Dakin, what do you see? Like, he's <laughs> training a new cadaver dog or something. Like, come on, don't make this a training exercise. You're not treating this at all seriously. <laughs> this is the danger room, buddy. <laughs> yeah, this right. isn't Siren dying. This is the Scarlet Witch dying. <laughs> so Magneto knew from the very second that he walked into a kangaroo court. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew this was decided before he even heard anything and there's no and not even not even charles i mean if that's your closest oldest friend and all you got to say is sorry for your loss like you were kinder to vision right yeah what the hell you inhuman bastard i'm just like this is this is so like i think and the showdown, like, as everybody all of a sudden has got a bone to pick with Eric Lancer, and we're just going to beat him up real quick, because now we can. Everybody who's ever had any sort of grievance, like, even Wolverine was saying, like, oh, I never gave a shit about what you did to me, but these kids all have issues with you, so how about them, kids? Like, they're just giving them a free-for-all to just, like, beat up on this dude, even, like, even if he was responsible for the death, even if he'd killed her, like, uh, this is not like due process. Again, you're making his point for him because he's saying that this is devolving into something that is subhuman. 
or, or you know what he's a mutant supremacist but he's just like this this is a small point of view that you're taking and you're just leaning into that so hard and acting on that without giving it any sort of critical thought and every single thing that every single person is doing to him in that episode just proves that point because nobody asks what if he didn't do it yeah I agree. Yeah. That, that's my big, well, my biggest qualm with this is yes, no one asked. He didn't do it. Um, you have Omega level telepaths like Jean Grey who go into his mind and her oh. response is like, nah, it's a nightmare. I can't read that. Oh, no, 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 BB. We saw when you went into she or space, you can be like, no, no, no. Yes. You know what I mean? You, oh. We're not asking to decipher motives, decipher memories on the surface. Did he do it or not? And I don't know why, if you're going to go through the trouble of having a confrontation with Bangdito, his helmet being removed and Gene being able to read his mind that you will not come up with an answer. I would have loved the answer to be like, no, he didn't do it. Perfect. Now we can move on. Right. You know what I mean? Or if you want to keep it murky, just don't take off his fucking helmet so she can't read his mind. You contrived that plot point. So now you have to answer it. You put it in that situation. Yeah. We're not, again, this isn't something that happened in real life. This is something that like a writer came up with. So that's the one thing I was just like, why aren't Eric, Gene, and Emma coming together? And, or excuse me, Charles, Gene, and Emma coming together and being like, we skimmed Magneto's mind on the surface. This is what it means to be part of a mutant court. We can verify facts mentally. And, right. you know, he did not murder Wanda. That's it. That's all we needed. Or well, at least not yet. I mean, th that could still very well happen, maybe by the next issue where we will have, because Jean did say that she'll need Emma's help to go into his, uh, his mind and try to. Which is bullshit. Uh, I'm sorry. That's bullshit. So, I, yeah, yeah I, 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 I agree with that because, however, I will give the benefit of the doubt here. Um, in regards to that. And my theory was this, I guess in the narrative, you know, way, because you don't want to just go ahead and get the answer out, like right out first issue. You want to keep, you know, the readers intrigued, you know, somewhat. Uh, when it came to that, yeah, I was a little bothered. I'm like, really? Uh, they're going to have Gene need Emma's help to get into his mind and figure out, rummage around and see if he did it or not. However, to give her the benefit of the doubt, Magneto is too an Omega level mutant. And I, I guess, in a way, it does ground Jean, too, because I don't mind her not being... She's very... Obviously, we, we all know she's a very powerful telepath, very powerful telekinetic. She's an Omega-level mutant. Um, I mean, she literally connected every mutant mind on the planet to announce who these X-Men were going to be. Um, but she however, can't skin Magneto, who's sleeping. <laughs> I, my thing That's is... one I, hell of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll just take it as, you know, from a narrative point of view that maybe because he's also an Omega Low Mutant. Remember, he did rescue back when she was Kitty uh, from that earth shattering bullet. Maybe there's some kind of property in his mind or maybe there's so much chaos going on there because here's this guy grieving. He's angry. There's just a lot happening in his mind where it's just too much that she'll just need some assist to get in there and rub it around. But I, it didn't. It bothered me, but yeah, it didn't because it kind of grounds her a little bit too that she can't do everything. So, because I feel Obviously. like if you have a character that does everything, then it just makes them too. And we wouldn't have a story. But but here's the thing: I it bothers me because it's obviously a plot point, and that's yeah. fine. You know what I mean? Like, right? It's it, Magneto has his helmet on. Gene can't read his head. You just solved your problem here. You know what I mean? Like, and 
it, it just felt too easy of a, like, yeah, we, we, it's what Brian Singer did with Charles. Like, oh, I have to inhibit Xavier in every movie because if not, Xavier can just come in and resolve mm-hmm. everything. But I think that's the beauty of Krakoa, that you do have these mutants who can do that and find a way around that as a writer. I'm not, I, I can't sit here and create the, the narrative because I don't get paid by Marvel to do that. But like, I'm, I really want a whodunit story, you know, where maybe Gene looks into his mind, finds one thing. Maybe we have some other suspects planted. And I've just not seen that in this first issue. So that's why I'm more inclined to be like, oh, it wasn't a well thought out plot point versus like, you know, we, we want to tell a much grander story here or, or keep the mystery kind of going. Like, why didn't anyone like Petra and, and you, as Connie said, why didn't anyone come to Magneto's defense? Me like, no, I don't think he did it. Like, but why would he kill his own daughter? Well, and then act like he did, because as soon yeah. as he walks out into that little like commando unit, like friggin' SWAT team is ambushing him outside of the council chambers. And he's like, oh, I now he's not surprised because he knew what was going on the whole time, but mm-hmm. he was just like, Oh, y'all think I did it. I see yeah. how it is. Like it's like, why would he act that way if he had done it? And seriously, Charles Xavier needed to get his head boxed. He had a ve- very valid point doing that because, like, yes. it, all you got is all you're doing is like, stop it, Eric. Like, calm down. Like, what the hell? Eric and I discussed before this meeting, he did not do it, you know, and I am verifying these facts in his mind. You know, I, it yeah. just seems like it's, pre- or even if he didn't, let's just say that's not the story. He could have turned to Eric and been like, you're not letting us verify these facts in your head. Why aren't you letting us mm-hmm. do that? Mm-hmm. Right there. That is your plot point to propel the mystery. You know what I mean? Like I just, there, it's Turn just, the scene. You, you know what I mean? There's just a little bit too much there that I'm just like, about, but yeah it's and kind of not to deviate you know i mean but in the comments i did i did read that you know the writer you know is possibly more of an emma fan so you got a shoon horn shoon horn her in there somewhere hey, well look, she wrote I, a wonderful one shot emma that that emma one shot x-men black emma was beautiful oh okay i i haven't read it <gasps> so, i know Uh-oh. i'm sorry i'm sorry but then why isn't emma in there then why do you write Jean right in the chamber why is yeah. it emma if you love Emma, it would have so been much. great if Emma walked in. She's like, no, and just like walks. Well, I'll say this: I'm I'm all for having Jean and Emma team up for other you know adventures and whatnot. So I just for me, I just want them to just you know bury the hatchet, work together. You know, same. I so. love both of them together. But Leah Williams, I I didn't listen to the full interview on Battle of the Atom. But it's been reported that Leah Williams wants this to be more of a Wanda rehabilitating her image with mutants story than actually putting Magneto on blast. And I think right. obviously the Wanda reinvention, the Wanda reinvention tour, <laughs> which I, I'm all for that. But again, here and by the way, and in fairness to Leah Williams, who I do think is a great writer, we had the same issue with House of M which is midway through the story, Joe Casado was like, this is actually a mystery, you know, series. Mm-hmm. Like, who really caused House of M? And obviously at the end, it's Pietro who like manipulated Wanda into creating House of M. I don't know if this needs to be a mystery series. Like, just come forward with it and focus on the character development there. Maybe the story isn't 
here's the thing, maybe in, in a story where people can read your mind, maybe it's not who's guilty or who's innocent, but rather what is this person's role to play in this new nation and can Wanda's image be rehabilitated? rehabilitated? I think that's a fascinating story right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and oh, yeah. I think Cy Spurrier did that with Way of X where it's like, okay, the patch man is actually onslaught, you know, right after issue two and that's it. It was solved, move on. I, I'm curious if we're going to get that level in issue two. I think it's more so, I mean, it's the trial of Magneto in the uh, spoiler alert, maybe possible demise of the Scarlet Witch as we know her to this day. But mm-hmm. what I want to see, and hopefully that's where we're going with it, that would be, I think, the only way that that would make sense to me. And I'm so bad at these things, like predictions and projections. Like, oh, me too. Since- <laughs> Since Breaking Bad, I know that I <laughs> suck terribly at this, but because I was, I had these like beautifully thought out plot points, and it was all just not at all what it was. But same with Battlestar um, Galactica think, for me. Oh God, yes. <laughs> but to me, it is just as much the trial uh, of the Krakoan experiment via Magneto, because this puts him in a place where like. When the dust has settled on this mess, after all that, you ought to be about ready to walk away from all that. Yeah. Because that is not something that I want to be leading where I am. One thing happens and immediately everybody jumps on you and you have no support and you get stabbed and beaten up and detained and what have you. I'm just like, I want all he ever wants is like a sanctuary for his people, even if that means in like the biblical sense, like you can lead your people to the promised land, but you can't go in because somebody's got to guard the gate. Like he is so ready to like fall on that sword every single time. But not that there is, not that he wants like gratitude from anybody, but that it is, they're so quick to turn on him. Like, I, oh, so quick. I wouldn't After want anything everything. to do with that. Since Utopia, no. he hasn't. He he was there for Utopia. He's been there through House of X. He's been the face of that with uh, other nations. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I can't believe how quickly they turned on him. It does seem like they were just waiting for a reason to really jump on him. And with Wanda's death, it was like this was a good enough reason. And I feel like with Magneto and to kind of go back when he was leaving the council, walking uh, the path, watching the, the party uh, celebrating Wanda's death. I mean, this, this man has been grieving the loss, not just of Wanda, but of his children for a long time, even before Wanda's death. You think about her going, you know, her madness, you know, to house of them learning the, the, the events of Axis, you know, he's just, knowing that he's not, he's never really been the father that they deserved for him to be, that he's constantly has been wearing this cloak of guilt for so long. And now with Wanda's death, it's just the cherry on top. Well, here's the thing though. If I'm a new reader coming into trial of Magneto, and I hate saying this because I'm not all about the, Oh, this is a new reader story to jump on. But if I'm a new reader coming in, I would be like, what is your case against Magneto? 
other than, you know, what, what X factor deciphers, or was strangled, there was metal involved, blah, blah, blah. But like, what are his personal motives for that? And they don't address it because again, mm-hmm. if I was on the council, I'd be like, well, putting on the, the contrarian hat here, like, well, you know, he believed she was his daughter for a long time and he has strong emotional ties to Magda. This has obviously pushed him over the edge. He saw her and wanted an opportunity to like take, they don't recount everything that happened with Axis with House of M. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the big thing in House of M was that he was furious that Pietro did that all in his name. I mean, he was furious about that to the point he almost killed Pietro. So that's why I'm just like, why didn't they just build a case for it to be Magneto before just being like Magneto circumstance mm-hmm. evidence, especially by the way, it, it, he even says it in this. Oh, sync. Great way of using my powers. Oh, Lorna. Mm-hmm. It was you. There are two mutants right there okay. that can control uh, metal right there. I so think- why automatically assume that? And why wouldn't assume that someone who killed her wouldn't make it look like it was Magneto? It, it's just more so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it, like Me, a parody yeah. of that, but I don't know. Um, wait, but let's talk about Quicksilver in this issue. Mm. He does appear. What do what do we all think, Petra? Do you want to kick us off with our discussion of Magneto? Or excuse me, Quicksilver? I I've never been a big Quicksilver fan. He was always just kind of there, Same. especially he's always in the shadow of the Scarlet Witch because she's just yeah, she's an atom bomb and he can run really fast. So okay. <laughs> um he's never been on my radar, but I think out of every single person that got a shot in on Magneto, he was the one who deserved it. Not because he was justified, but because he was out of his mind grieving and actually the stuff he said made sense. I didn't care for that whole like, oh, you finally did it. Like you always said you would because I can't recall in recent memory the times where he always said that he was going to kill her. But I see it. it that, that, is, that is a brother. That's guilt. That's regret. That's grief. That's just agony. And that's him just lashing out and making no sense whatsoever. And the fact what, what she was like, she was, you always thought she was broken and she was just sick and I should have helped her and I couldn't. And how could I fail her so badly? And then when North Star just like carries him off and it's just like, I know, I know. That was that was the one like emotionally redeeming story in that whole uh, mess of, of people not making sense. It was like, yeah, that I understand. That is grief that I can relate to. But also like North Star being the one holding him because he knows a thing or two about a sister who is unwell and yeah. having to take care yep. of her. And I never drew those parallels. And again, this is why, I mean, in X-Men Black Emma Frost, Leah Williams pulls these parallels and you're like, yes. And we saw them in mm-hmm. X-Factor. Yes. And this is why some points here, the, the emotional weight of these stories, you're like, yes. So that was something I loved so much. Yeah. Ascani son. Yeah, I, that, that did pull a bit of a, a punch right there. And right there with you, Dayspring, I didn't really hit, see the parallels until um, just talking about it now, but you're absolutely right. And the, just where, I, the thing with grief is that it, it hits people in different ways. 
you know, there is no right or wrong way to grieve someone, you know, there, and with Pietro, he's always been in Wanda's corner and he's always, he's always had that, uh, that sibling love for her and always wanted to be there to protect her, uh, to kind of be that stable, you know, his man in her life, if you will. And knowing that she's dead now, this, this rain of guilt is just drowning him because he wasn't there to stop it. He wasn't there to protect her. Uh, so, and, and the part, you know, that got me a little bit with before North star carried him off was just him saying, she just needed compassion. You know, she just needed, you know, someone to show her empathy, you know, because she's not well, she's, I don't want to say damaged, but she's just had so much go happen in her life that it's just broke her down. And I just felt like since house of M since, you know, her coming back into that story post that uh, house of M event, she's been doing everything she can to be, to be in everyone's good graces. And I kind of, and, and speaking of pH, I kind of feel like he kind of gets off easy because he was the one that planted the idea for her to mm-hmm. warp reality and no one's really gone him out on that it's all wanted mm-hmm. this wanted that well you know who i want to put on trial oh which is yes wasp. <laughs> I was, i'm waiting for this wasp mm-hmm. being there being like oh my god wanda's done vision and like bitch you had too many margaritas and you literally were like, oh, Wanda, you thought you could raise children. And Wanda's like, what, what, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, no, nothing. Never mind. And yeah. she caused Avengers Disassembled and the okay. Decimation. So if anyone deserves to have a party chanting like, yes, yes, or dead, it is fucking Janet Van Dyne. Like, fuck you, Wasp. <laughs> like, you deserve to be, you know, you're the true villain of the mutants here. But yeah, I, you know, I really did like that scene with... um the original Brotherhood. I thought yes, that was me a nice too. callback. The only thing I was going to say about Toad, I don't know what Wanda and Toad's reactions have been recently. So someone at home can correct me. But mm, yeah. last time I saw them share panel time, he was trying to break in and see her what, during the Vision Scarlet Witch series. And she was pregnant. So you were like, you look awful. Oh my God, what's wrong <laughs> with you? And she's like, I'm pregnant. So you're like, Gross. And then left. So, yeah, like, although I like the callback, I, you know, to to him being in love with her initially, like all of them wanting her affections. I was like, but you were a douche. And Mastermind, you literally preferred it, Jean Grey. Like, fuck you. Yeah, like, I'm still real. not over that, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anybody had to be put on trial for the whole Dark Phoenix saga, uh, it was him and the rest of the Hellfire Club right there. Mm. Sorry, Emma. Sorry, Emma. Yeah, oh, yeah Emma too. Oh. I mean, she, she made that device to uh, help his uh, illusions to be more realistic, so. Maybe Toad's just sentimental. I don't think he's like, you know, it's just the three dudes at the bar and it can't just be that. And like, Toad was just, eh, he's he's more of a mascot than an actual (laughs) character. So (laughs) it's just Yes, bring that read, yes. (laughs) I mean, I didn't have a problem with that. Like Mastermind, yeah, he's a creeper. But at this point, it can just be three dudes feeling awful at a corner table. (laughs) He he was drunk in his feelings. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fair. I think there were some uh, interesting depictions of like the different stages of grief, ending with that uh, interesting uh, floral monologue about yeah. grief. I think like Magneto just kind of is perpetually stuck in anger. Mm-hmm. Magneto refuses. Like, I, th- I don't think he's genetically capable of accepting anything or, you know, bargaining about anything. He's just like anger and depression. And like, that's kind of it. And we, we go through the anger. And I think at the bar, we end up a little bit at acceptance. There's a little bit of, a little bit of bargaining here and there. But yeah, also, I gotta say about Wasp, like, Lady, you got an issue with rainbow flowers? What is the matter with you? <laughs> Ugh, they're creepy. Blech. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, it's wasp. Like, I have, I don't have a high opinion on wasp. I'm sorry. I sorry, wasp know. stands. I know there's four of you, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Where's the spray? Bring Where's it over. Spray? Although, you know, yo, I made a joke about the outfit she made for Storm and House of M. I was like, Ugh. like that was a <laughs> JVD original. Ooh, like Storm deserved better. Yo, people like people were not happy with that comment. Like <laughs> people defended that Storm look. I was like, okay, that, they were no real hate, but like I was surprised at how Cheers many people. Um, well, let's let's get into that ending, guys, because obviously Wanda ain't dead. She is the white scarlet witch of the crown now. Wait, I don't I don't know what to make of the ending. I, I don't know what to make mm. of the ending. I've seen things online that this is tied to Agatha Harkness and a flower. I don't know. Mm. I, I'm I'm okay with not knowing, but I'm curious mm. what you guys and your feels on it. And we can kick off with you, Ascani. It's yeah, it's it's it's, it's a bit vague um right now. And especially with her just waking up and kind of this and in this ethereal, you know, land uh, realm, if you will. I, I, I thought that was kind of interesting seeing her in white. Then she's slowly, uh, you know, scarleting herself back up, but yet getting, but taking one in the uh, abdomen there by this mysterious white cloaked figure. Uh, I liked though the reading and where it says, I know I'm dead yet. I'm still alive. And I kind of took that as knowing that, someone's gone but yet the memory of them is always alive they're always there Um, so obviously this is comics so that may not be it that she could just be some trap somewhere that because yeah her body is now missing and uh leah can write grief leah can write grief Uh, that's one thing that i love about her and when the avengers were coming up on the krakoan gate vision of course noticed that wanda's favorite flowers were uh blooming you know, on, on, on the gate. So there's definitely something going on, you know, with her right now that she's not gone, gone. And I think we kind of all knew that uh, she's not going to stay dead. I, I really don't think that, especially with where they're taking her now in the MCU. Uh, WandaVision, again, 23 Emmy nominations. You're really going to kill off uh, the Scarlet Witch in the comics? I don't think so. Nope. So I, I, I think just... A theory i could be wrong because i'm really bad at this too i just think this is going to be some kind of reinvention of, of her character and i think they're going to somehow she'll she'll get restored back as a mutant and interesting that pietro is there so maybe if this happens something will happen with him too to mutant him back up if you will petra 
Yeah, so this whole, I tried to approach this whole issue as analytically as possible. I, I read it twice and once I was just like, okay, give me. And then the second time I was like, okay, let's pretend this investigation is not headed by bozos. And let's just see where we end up. So means, motive, opportunity. That's what we're looking for. Does Magneto have the means? Sure. Does he have motive? Does he have opportunity? Probably, but again, I, if, if he did it, I want to say, and again, I'm terrible at this, but it, the only way I can envision Magneto having killed Wanda Maximoff is by some form of mutual agreement that he was in some way counting on her being resurrected yeah. and, or her, even by her request, maybe something like that whole monologue that she gives on grief and her, like, I don't know if to symbolize this, like a loss of innocence or a loss of purity that she gets stabbed and then bleeds herself into her Scarlet Witch persona from this pristine white thing. Um, that this is the process of grief that leads to self-discovery and self-forgiveness and to like uh, a point at which you are ready to move beyond that. So those were the only possible scenarios I could envision for that to be something where Magneto says, okay, you got it. We'll yeah. I'll see you on the other side. But um, that whole like mystery white cape figure that has been referenced in Rachel's like chrono scan, like she was like, I see a white cape. So that is in some way, at least a corporeal phenomenon. So that was something that existed. So that again, leads me to something like, Magneto hasn't worn a white cape in a long time. So like, I don't, Again, it's the furthest away from what he looks now, but it's, you know, it's, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. It's, I'm, I'm glad you said all that because I had similar thoughts that this could be his own version of a crucible, if you will, to reinstate her as a yeah. man, that he's anticipating all of this to happen to get her back to what she was originally. Mm -hmm. Or and it was he, Joseph. <laughs> or it was okay. Joseph. Oh, God. <laughs> but he's a clone. They're not gonna and they're not gonna resurrect clones. Oh, that's Boo. right. He died. I'm sorry. I forgot. Boo. Sorry. Anyways. Bye, Joseph. Petra. <laughs> Nobody likes you. <laughs> um, no, it was just. I think this is to me again. This is this is the thing of. It's it's symbolic. It is something that shows a major failing of the perfect state of evolution that is Krakoa mm -hmm. that even like the worm has turned like now we're discovering the underside of this shiny perfect system that is in its own way just as bad if not worse because it's like blinded by its own self-righteousness that's what's always pissed me off about Charles because he's always just like 
appealing to the better nature of everyone while simultaneously deciding that he is the authority on the better nature. Yeah. He's a hypocrite. Like, Such a hypocrite. That is something where, I mean, like first class and days of future past are two of my absolute favorite pieces of X-Men content. And there's that one scene where I think that Charles and Eric are just coming back from their road trip and the mutants that they left at the compound are just like, not even throwing a party. They're just enjoying being mutants for once. Like gangly, awkward. Hank McCoy is literally swinging from the chandelier by his abnormally large feet that he's so embarrassed by on any other day. And you see, and, and, and I'm a big fan of, of Michael Fassbender's uh, Eric Lancer, like the Fassbender McKellen entity is like the definitive piece of canon for, for me in the portrayal of Magneto. Agreed. But the way you see his eyes just light up in genuine joy for a split second where it's like, you are like, that is exceptional. And all you see is Charles is like, I expected better from you. Yeah. Well, and, and that makes it, sense. He would be happy to see them, these the, the, the these people coming together and being happy after all the atrocities he's lived through. And then Charles, who's like a privileged brat, who is just like, oh, I expect a better. Yeah. <laughs> Kill the mood, dude. And <laughs> I think that's still that vein. And, and not that Charles hasn't faced his own hardships, but like the whole onslaught is born from his hypocrisy mm-hmm. and his unwillingness to accept himself in all the ways that he is and if eric is to fault to be faulted for anything is that he's too aware of himself and he's just like this is it and this is all i can ever be and i have to operate out of those parameters and it's just like no not really but he's perpetuated that sentiment so much that that is now all that everyone in krakoa can see which is like that is why they all go after him immediately and why nobody even cares to investigate further. And in a way he knows that. And I think that is just something that is gonna, yeah, potentially bring this whole thing down. I kind of hope it is, but I, I would feel sad. But I think at this point, like at the end of that, I would be surprised if he still wanted to be even involved with this. In I agree. Way. I agree. I would be offended if I was Eric right now. Mm-hmm. So final question, guys. Who do we think did it? Hmm. Oh, God. It's, it's such a hard question to even answer because, I mean, it could just go in so many different directions. Uh, with Which this. is I mean, true. We, yeah. We just talked about Magneto's possible motives. Yeah. You know, earlier I mentioned how it could have been Mystique to get at him in, in some way for not bringing destiny back it's fabian cortez because of magneto's humiliation of him at the leave uh, fabian out of this so uh <laughs> nobody is untouched here so <laughs> it was gene it was gene gray all along <laughs> i mean hey i mean you know it was emma emma white cloak Emma's white like, queen's coming back <laughs> oh there you go that's a very she, she was so point. dismissive it so easily Emma did it. Oh, I hope it wasn't Emma. I hope it wasn't. I hope that's not the twist. I'm with you in in everything we've talked about already, just to recap. If this was truly a genuine Agatha Christie whodunit, you know, then it'd be like, oh, look at all these seeds planted here. Who could have been, you know? But I think here it's anyone's guess, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it really truly can be anyone. And I think, and by the way, I think it's being purposely open-ended as to not, you know, have to predict it, but. Petra, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, there was this one scene 
where uh, destiny is telling Mystique, like, remember these words, like, bring me back. And if they don't, burn it down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay, that speaks for her. But then, again, it's that whole, like, oh, there was metallic restraints involved. And there's strangulation to the point of strength where she rips out her own fingernails trying to get the uh, arm off of her throat or whatnot. And I was like, yeah. that's, I, I, I don't know how that all adds up. And then I'm just like, okay, are you just being a self-taught, uh, biased 22-year-old expert <laughs> who has no <laughs> basis doing any of this? Or... You know, like some a lot of the stuff just doesn't add up. So like, and Mystique is just being so glib about it that I'm just mm-hmm. like, would she go that far? Would she just do that? And then again, it's just all these super powerful individuals, and then you're not making a big statement of this mm, death or pseudo death or whatever we're doing. You're not making a statement, nor are you using your considerable power and resources to just make that body disappear completely? Yeah. You're just like eh, shallow grave, you know, they'll, be, they'll find her in the morning. And yeah. Very valid it, point it, too. It's just this weird, weird scenario that we've entered. And then as soon as procedures are underway, and as soon as we maybe get to some of the actual facts and evidence, poof, body disappears. It's like, Okay, like I just think it's not a murder at all. I just think it's something totally different, and I think there is there is not really a murder suspect because there is something much deeper at work. And again, Krakoa did it. Who? What? Krakoa did it. (laughs) Oh no, Krakoa has a bone to pick with the Scarlet Witch. Just on principle. (laughs) Wow. Okay. But hey, maybe. But at this point, yeah, it's anybody's guess. But I just don't think it's going to be a straightforward murder because just on page one, it's like this person can control reality. Mm-hmm. How are you just gonna just sneak up behind her and strangle her and That's take her out like that? Of. And take right. her out, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't work that way. So I think there is something much different at work and there's a good chance that Wanda herself is, if not complicit, at least aware of it. Yeah. So if she's not propagating it herself, she is like accepting it and letting it happen, hoping for the best. Yeah. I guess in a way of allowing herself to be reborn in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. With the whole flower and all that wonderful imagery that we got, but all right, guys, that is the trial of Magneto. I was going to say real quick, kind of stupid, but the ending with the flower, did anybody else kind of get that American beauty scene where she's just like ripping oh, off her shirt mm-hmm. and the ro- <laughs> rose petals oh. start fluttering out? <laughs> and shout out to Geeky JP, who was here like, that looks like an umbilical cord um, yeah. coming from her. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's what we will see. She's definitely full of life imagery, you know, flowers blossoming around her American beauty and an umbilical cord. I think there's no mistake in that Wanda is alive in some way, shape or form. Agreed. 
<laughs> so that's our coverage of the Trial of Magneto issue one. Petra, where can the folks at home connect with you? Folks at home, if you live in the greater Oklahoma City area, you can come down to the Skirvin Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City and visit me and my new friends at my studio. Or you can find me at Hall of Femme, mostly on Instagram or on social media. So glad to hear from you. Hit me up. Does and Asconic Sun. Of course, you can find me on Instagram at mdbrower81 and on Twitter that I barely post on, but every now and then at mikebrower81. <laughs> you can join our vibe at Power of X-Men on Instagram where we predominantly post, but please rate and review this podcast. And folks, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.